like all the um you know the, the air traffic control guys and fighter pilots and thinking they saw a UFO and they really didn't. So why would they fake this then? I think it's the part of the plan to make us uh, well I think it's the false flag so um, it's operation. A, it's a fa- it's a false flag operation to what end? <clears throat> so they want us to think that aliens are invading so that we give up all our freedoms. We give up more of our freedoms. Well, couldn't wouldn't it be easier to just say the terrorists are coming? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, if if we could prove more definitively that aliens exist, that would make a good false flag operation to that end. But wouldn't you just be easier seeing that we've all seen sci-fi movies and kind of think it's dumb that uh, we just say <laughs> hey, they're, they're terrorists or whatever. It's the terrorists. Terries. I don't think I don't think we're as afraid of terrorists as we are of aliens. Yeah, it I, seems I, like the terrorists only care about like attacking America, uh, America. But if it was aliens, it would be able to get the, we'd be able to get the whole world to you know unite under our, our yeah. under our banner of anti-alien protection. Yeah, and we America know we know more about aliens than anyone because we've had the we most have, sightings here. Oh yeah, we've had the most number of movies about them, so we have a lot of <laughs> reference material. Yeah, it's like, have you seen Alien? Aliens? <laughs> Alien Three? Yeah, we're experts on Listen, we, fake alien invasions. We know, we know. I mean, like, yeah, Battlefield Earth. Come on, yeah. modern American classic. <laughs> yeah. um, well, welcome to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, we're running light today. I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And uh, today we're talking. We're gonna do a little movie talk at the beginning because uh, we saw some trailers that we kind of liked. Oh yeah. And uh, so um, we just watched that Bloodshot trailer, the new Vin Diesel movie, mm-hmm. and it looks like. Pretty generic as far as like an action movie goes. So is that coming straight to DVD, straight to Netflix, or is it actually going to be released in theaters? Now it looks like it it's doesn't gonna... look like a theater release movie to I, me. I know it looks like it has enough enough juice to be a, a, a like enough like budget behind it to be a movie or like a big release. Here, hang on, I'm going to IMDb this now. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't look like a. <laughs> Uh, and of course, the time that I'm on feature the feature release. Yeah, I feel like, of course the time on the podcast is when IMDb asked me, "Hey, do you want to set up an account?" And I'm like, "No." I got to set up an account then. Yeah, no, I don't actually. Oh, hey, that thing we were talking—I was talking about on the internet. Does Joker exist in a Scorsese verse of films? Well, I guess oh. it's not. It, okay, this article isn't saying it's a ripoff of it though, because <clears throat> this has uh, the tac- has De Niro from Taxi Driver. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, let me see here. I'm gonna look up Bloodshot here. I think I heard of that comic. I think it might be um, Valiant Comics. Was well, coming out next year. I think I remember Bloodshot from the nineties. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is say I'm looking for the for the. Um, okay, it doesn't say what its uh, budget is, so I can't know for sure. But it's a Vin Diesel movie, and he's still pretty big. So I don't. I I, yeah. I cannot believe that he's gonna be in like a straight to DVD movie, <laughs> quite yet. Wait wait till after the 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 Fast and the Furious movies die out. Yeah. Then he'll probably like he'll go the route of um, of um Nicolas Cage. Oh. Uh, he'll just start fi- like filming like eight movies a year. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Uh, I there's a theory that he doesn't know about investing or saving money. That's why he's constantly working. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Either either he's just he always needs to like pay off the next addition to his house, <laughs> yeah. or he just really likes being in movies. I think it's one of those two. Yeah. Did he buy like a thousand dollar 
or like a hundred thousand dollar dinosaur skull, like a T Rex skull. I, I I do not know about this. Yeah, Nicholas Cage just straight up bought a million dollar T Rex skull. The price keeps going up every time. I every time you two million dollar. Every time someone tells the story, it's like, yeah, it was a billion dollars. I don't even got the money. <laughs> Maybe he just never had tax trouble like we thought. He just Maybe he's just paying it off right now. He's like still paying off this <laughs> dinosaur skull with all the his movies. entire life. It was like a national treasure scenario. He stole it, and then he came to an agreement with the Natural History Museum. Yeah. Like, look, this represents three years of archaeological work, totaling $5 billion. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's a government grant. Don't worry about it. So you just have to pay that off. I just want to let everyone know that Spike is eating a uh, Kit Kat. Yes, it's great. I broke me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. And look, if you get to eat into the mic when I'm trying to set up your your audio... I get to eat in the mic when you're Well, talking. I'm pulling off from eating my kind bar. It's, it's very kind of you. It's the uh, salted caramel and dark chocolate almond. Okay. Well, uh, well, I think it's my favorite kind of kind bar. Okay. Well, well back, back to the Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> that looks like the most... Like, it's so generic looking that they actually just gave away the twist that they'd hide in most movies. Yeah. The part where he's just being used. This isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. He's just being reset. His memories are being altered so that he has unfinished <clears> business. <throat> Yeah, and normally that would be the whole plot. Is like he has to go find these these criminals, mm-hmm. kill them, and then he learns, oh no, that they just implanted those memories. But now it's like that's just in the trailer. So either there's going to be another twist, which will be lame, mm-hmm. or it's just a straight up dumb action movie, which I'm cool with that one. Yeah, it looks like they're making it seem like every hit that he has to do is personal. Yeah, so and he's so really he, motivated. Then when he kills the people, they just reset him. Yeah, they just shut him off, and they and then has has to assassinate a new set of you know. High, high value targets. High value targets. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it looks super dumb, and I hope it is. I, <laughs> listen, I want to watch it so we can talk about it. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks like a Vin Diesel plays Vin Diesel in this. As Vin Diesel playing Vin Diesel. Yeah. But with a different name. Hey, Sam. Diesel. Yeah, it looks like there's good special effects. Uh, there's nanotechnology. Yeah, that's been in my head canon for a bunch of like stuff in my head for mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. Like that's always a cool concept to me is you have little machines making you better. Yeah, and it looks like they sp- they spent like a billion dollars on like a just like a you know average Joe killing machine guy. Yeah, he doesn't look like anymore. I don't think he ever really did look like your average superhero or like you know action movie star like <laughs> yeah. um, Stallone and like the Specialist where he's like ripped. Yeah, he he looks like like a football player. Like he was a football player in like high school, yeah. so he still got some. He still got some muscle, but he's kind of doughy too. So he, he's just throwing his weight around. Yeah, that's what Vin Diesel seems like. And it, you know, I think he works. I think he attracts like a certain demographic to the theaters. You he know? really does. I, like a kind of bro demographic. Like that that quasi philosopher guy he was in the first Fast and Furious movie gave that that that's franchise legs it shouldn't have had. <laughs> yeah, and he's. Well, it's like a really down-to-earth kind of philosophy, like, yeah. you know, everyday philosophy. Well, it pissed like, me. You know, family and friends are important. Yeah. You know, family. You I don't got friends. I got family. Yeah. You always... I got lots of friends. He just growls at the microphone. You always be loyal to your family. Yeah. That's number one. Come home. Home is where the help is, where the family is. Did I mention I got family here? We're having a barbecue, and we're going to say <laughs> grace. Family. It doesn't matter... What the bad guys do, if the bad guys are good or if the good guys are bad, family. Fam- <laughs> it just ends everything with fa- family. <laughs> and, and realistically, it's turning, that's got to turn into a shonen anime series because 
basically, you know, the, uh, like the Rock was their enemy for one movie, and now he's their friend. Yeah. And then like uh, like uh, Jason Statham was their enemy for another one, and now he's their friend too. Oh yeah. They just like the the enemy from the last movie becomes their friend in the next one. Oh, that's gonna be cool. If uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? The enemy in the. Hobbs oh, the, oh, oh yeah, the, oh, Idris Elba. Uh, no, he's, Idris Elba. He's dead. Movie. They killed him. So really, it'd be the it'd be the blonde chick. Um, not Scarlett. Um, Charlize Theron. She's yeah. she, she's either gonna die like you know like tra- like through the, because they gave her no choice but to shoot her because she's a chick, oh. or she'll become the next like friend. You saw Hobbs and Shaw. I did see Hobbs and Shaw. That was um that was some incredible bromance. <laughs> they were like five points in that movie where I was sure they were about to kiss. Yeah. You know, um, Jason Statham, Statham reminds me a lot of Travis. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he... he listen, when, you, when you're going bald, mm-hmm. you, you either got to, like, just turn into, like, a tax accountant mm-hmm. or you need to start working out and go full, like, shaved head bald. You can't yeah. leave that brim of hair around the side. <laughs> I mean, if you're Captain Picard, go for it. Yeah. But if you're... But uh, he kept it short, at least. He kept it short, yes. You can't do that thing where it's, like, shaggy, and then it looks, ugh. <laughs> you know, that was popular in the 70s to just leave it, you know? Yeah, the, there's a reason people don't look kindly on the 70s. <laughs> Imagine, you know, keeping your, your rim of hair and then wearing a bell bell-bottom pants oh god and they had the ponytail too <laughs> no i think it looks worse if it's just like a bowl cut kind of just oh yeah that's on a top it's just around okay. the back of your head hello so i'm fryer <laughs> like the fryer haircut yeah <laughs> oh man oh man that, that was yeah that's that's pretty good so this new vin diesel movie movie looks like uh some good stuff it looks right? it looks like it's at least it's going to be entertaining it doesn't look like it's going to carry any kind of depth but they spent a billion dollars on this guy, like, to be the experiment, you know? Yeah, for the be their hitman. They chose, you know, family dude. Right. The hitman. <laughs> he looks like he should be drinking. Like, he looks like his preferred uh, alcohol, al- alcoholic beverage is like a tall boy. Like no, a tall it, can. Domestic, not, not imported. Yeah, domestic. And maybe like a... He's switching over to light. A Pacifico. A Pacifico. Yeah, Pacific. Maybe he drinks Pacifico. Well, there's a reason that he was like he, he like of course like his drink in uh, Fast and Furious is a Corona. It's a Corona. That's what I was. Gonna Besi- say. Besides the fact that Corona probably paid a shitload of money for it, <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy who'd be like, "Yeah, put a lemon in my Corona," or maybe like uh, High Life. Maybe that's it's, his yeah. earlier days when he was playing football in high school. Is that he yeah? High, high Life. But he moved up to Corona. Yeah, and I, I do like he does that thing like all all like guys who are like buff dudes do in movies where he, he like strangles the beer by the neck and like <laughs> there's like no room between his hand and like the glass it's like yeah. the, the 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 bottle ends right where his his enclosed fist ends so he's drinking basically out of his fist like yeah i do the thing where i i, I only hold it with like the three fingers my thumb and my two top fingers right and i hold the very top i think that looks kind of effeminate the way i do it though no, but that means i you're can't imagine top. i can't imagine vin diesel doing it that way no he, he he gets a fistful of beer. Yeah. Again, at the top. And my pinky sticks out a little bit when I drink. <laughs> of course it fucking does. And sometimes I do the two finger thing at the bottom too. Oh yeah, that, that's a little better. Yeah. Really, you can't just like I just leave mine on the table until it's time to take a drink. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't use all my fingers when I hold cups. Yeah, I. I know. I. I. I'm, I switched over to hard liquor mostly. Yeah. Because it's uh, cheaper and also less carbs. But yeah, so I just, you know, I, I like to grab it by the top and hold it and have a big ice cube, a really big ice cube in there. Yeah. Like half a shot around, like it's mostly ice cube and I just keep <laughs> putting whiskey on top of it. Ice cube. Yeah. 
That's a wrapper. Yes. And uh, you see that shirt? It says there's ice cubes inside of ice tea being poured by vanilla ice. That's a, that's a good Amazon one. that now. It's, it's good shit. Yeah, it's a good shirt. Let's see. Uh, we also saw, um, I think this will come out with enough uh, time to be out of the spoiler or like the uh, statute of limitations for spoilers. Uh, we saw Joker. Yoker. It's it's the, we're not in Mexico. We're we're, we're American. <laughs> it's pronounced Yoker. Okay, that's pronounced in the Mexican version. It's not Joker. It's Yoker. I think it really loses something. It's like what does she Yoker? Yoker. Like egg yolks. Uh, no, no, also, no. that part of your shirt on the very top is called the yolk. Wait, on the back. Top. Oh, is it the tag part? No, it's that part where it's like there's a stitching across the back. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then it's kind of like. It's shaped like uh, the Star Trek uniform. Oh, yeah. So the very top of the Star Trek uniform, that's the yoke. It's called a yoke. I, I didn't know that. And yeah. The colored uh, part of the... And that's what you can expect on the Transmit podcast, is yeah. to learn something completely superfluous every day. Yeah, but Joker in America... Is Joker, and I, I still... So how did, how did the Joker uh, you know, experience start for all of us? I think it started with bad media coverage. Oh, yeah. Negative. For, I should for, say negative media for, coverage. For this, I, I, I'd call it bad myself. <laughs> Because <laughs> realistically, this is why I don't trust the media. Because I can't count on them to be honest about a comic book clown movie. Yeah, and they're basically they. I saw they had one video where they had a film professor come on and not really say much of anything. Mm-hmm. She just said, "You have this movie that's gonna in like incite violence," and she said she ended it with, "I'm sorry, but no," which is not what you really expect, like you know, word wise from a scholarly person. Mm-hmm. Which is, "I'm sorry, but no." It's like, how about? I don't know, did you see the movie? It's like, I don't think she did because she didn't like say how it was going to make people violent or like get the incels wild, riled up. Mm-hmm. But that seemed to be one of the big things is it's, it's, it's about incels or it's about, you know, white men losing their uh, status mm-hmm. or violence. It's going to incite violence. Yeah. And that's how the Joker experience started for me. For everyone. It's like, <laughs> for everyone. Well, I, I, heard it, I heard about it first, but when we really started to really think about it, yeah, that's like everyone saw like the like way way back, like the the short where Joaquin Phoenix was walking away from the subway with the uh, they saw that clip. The, okay, so it kind of started with like uh, cool just, trailers, just, and everyone is excited. Everyone about was excited, it. and then and then the baggage came. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like Joaquin Phoenix is white, right? He's like, uh, yeah. Okay, this is going to be about white men. Like, <laughs> well, it's about a white guy, I guess. That there you go. Yeah, a white guy, but um. Yeah, it's unfortunate that all that all that came out because it was such a good movie. It ended up being a really good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Like Joaquin Phoenix knocked it out of the park. I think. I think so. Yeah. He really made that his own character. Like I just when I think they can't like, well, because I'm not an actor, obviously. But what what's this take going to be? You know, you have had like the gangster, mm-hmm. the anarchist, like the supervillain in the comic book or the um, and the cartoon, the Batman the animated series. I think is one of the definitive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the hell Jared Leto's was one, mm-hmm. um, and now you have this one, which is basically a trauma victim. <laughs> yeah, this Joker. It's and like, you know, it's a good origin story because you know, uh, I don't think bad guys always start off bad. Well, yeah, like I think, it's your environment that makes you who you are. I, and I think that's one of the um, what the old adage uh, really applies. This is the the greatest villains are the heroes of their own story. Mm-hmm. And he is like towards the end. That's how he becomes the hero of his own story when he. Um, Starts killing people and just, you know, leans into it. Yeah, he was never about trying to make 
the world a better. He wanted to put a smile on people's faces. Yeah, that was from the beginning. Like that's the thing. I I was told uh, that it's a ripoff of a Taxi Driver, and I think it's a similar movie mm-hmm. in certain ways. But the but the his character development compared to Robert De Niro's in Taxi Driver is way different. Because mm-hmm. like in Taxi Driver, like he's he starts the movie like just talking down to society, talking about how a real rain's gonna come and wash the filth off the streets. Yeah, like he 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 rejects society, and in the Joker. Uh, what's his Arthur? I think his name is. Yeah, Arthur Fleck. He's he's constantly trying to gain acceptance from side, trying to work his way in. He's trying to be a performance artist. He wants to be a comedian. He constantly reaches out to people, and every and every aspect of society either fails or rejects him. Yeah, it's because it's it might be part of it is just like he's just an awkward person. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like you know. Maybe slight autism. I don't know. Yeah, but, he's got a. But he's got that laughing disorder. He's got a laughing disorder that alienates him just from the general populace. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, and the government, you know, he's he's got some psychosis because he's like having delusions, mm-hmm. and uh, the government like fails him by like cutting his program, mm-hmm. so he goes off his meds and he loses therapy. Um, the the talk show host he idolizes and fantasizes about being like a father figure. It just wants to make fun of him. Yeah. And finally, like it takes like him learning that his mom was adopted, and uh, Bruce Wayne's father, what's his name, Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne, uh, punches him in the face because he starts laughing. Yeah, and uh, it's not his father, and he was just the victim of horrible abuse all throughout his childhood that he just kind of pushed out of his mind. Yeah, and so, like you can just equate that to like any any bad things that happen. It's what is is it really like the person's choice to do it though? Like, is it? Well, I think you always have a choice, but yeah. uh, you know, y- your environment can't help in yeah. a lot of ways. So, like, victims of trauma will recreate the trauma a lot of times. Yeah. And can you compare that to like uh, Robert De Niro's character in Taxi? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really bad happens to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he sees a lot of bad stuff, but he's never beaten down by society. Like, his status as a as a veteran in the Marines gets him a job, a good paying job. Uh, that woman at a the uh, political campaign mm-hmm. actually wants to date him. Yeah, and he only through his choices does he lose like his his date because he takes her to a dirty movie, mm-hmm. which back in the day meant going to a theater to see people have sex on camera or on screen. <laughs> yeah, totally. The, those those were the days. That was great, really good times. You know, you you sit there and there's a guy in a trench coat. His his trench coat's moving up and down at his crotch for some reason. So I was wondering. I guess we don't we don't have those anymore because people would just buy porn. Yeah, it's like well, it, I have it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no need to go to the theater anymore and be with other other dudes. Yeah, dudes like yourself. You don't need some Mike and Ikes to go with your porn. Yeah. That was, that was really kind of funny because it was like a theater experience. He's like. Okay, I'll take some milk duds. I like a soda, please. And uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have any M and M's? Like, yeah, what she is, what we got. <laughs> and they takes that into the jerk movie. Yeah, uh, that was but Joker. Uh, even though it was set in kind of like a gritty '70s kind of New York, Chicago type place, uh, it was different. It was a different. I think it was a different feel than that. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was way... Because society the character is, was different. Society yeah. is way more aggressive, especially yeah. seeing that, you know, they're actively beating the Joker. He gets jumped a couple times. Yep. Um, People do not like clowns. And it's, I don't feel like it's like a oh, woe is me type thing where it's like we got to look at the victims of society and stuff like that. I feel like it's... For me, it was just an explanation 
and I wasn't necessarily like a hero in this. Mm. Like, oh, absolutely to, not. Like it was just a character study. It was just saying, hey, look at this person. Uh, this is an explanation on an excuse for his behavior, and this is how the Joker became the Joker. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's a character study, and so it's, it's a really good one too. Like, yeah. uh, uh, what was it like? Uh, I, like I was talking the other night. We I really liked um, American Sniper mm-hmm. with uh, Bradley Cooper. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. I was, that that was a really good movie. Um, people still say that's a pro war movie when it's just it's just, again it was just a character study about this guy. He just yeah. happens to be in a war. Yeah, and that's what kind of sells like. Movies have guns in them. Yeah. And they've, Hollywood's always liked having guns. Yeah, but I don't think that would, like, that's not a widely, um, like, talked about thing about it being any, any kind of pro or anti-gun message. That The gun is just something he uses, you know, because he also uses scissors to, like, stab a dude to death. <laughs> yeah, that's when he's going off the deep end and he's becoming violent. Well, that was another thing that failed him was his friend, was his so-called friends, the guy who gave him the gun that yeah. got him fired. Yeah. Because he was carrying it at a children's hospital. Yeah, slipped out because he's, you know, he's kind of a... Well, I, I understand why he was carrying it because that was after he got beaten in the street by those kids, like, you know. Yeah, yeah and he's kind of like, uh, like a gumpy... Yeah, he's awkward, awkward and weird, dude, yeah. gangly looking dude. Yeah, he doesn't have full control of his body, it appears, except for maybe when he's dancing it, it gives him a little, it soothes him a little bit. Yeah, that's, he really loves to dance and that's like... And then he's dancing with the gun, and that's when that's and after he murders those Wall Street guys, like that's when you realize, oh, he's associating this with something good. That's that's when it gets they like, realize, oh, he's this is his full descent into madness. Yeah, he's. I think he was dancing to like calm his nerves a little bit. Yeah, that too probably. He started dancing after he killed the Wall Street guys to kind of like you know, and then it became weird. It became like a weird thing, but I feel like it didn't wasn't really surprising because at that point we'd have gotten to know this character enough to where. Stuff like that wasn't as surprising. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, he's kind of, he sees the world differently. At this point, he's, like, different from all of us. Oh, yeah, like, He sees the world differently. Very, very much so. <laughs> and I think, I think like, shortly thereafter, you find out, like, this is, like, this wasn't really a twist to me. I knew, like, his love interest, which was the chick who played Domino in the Deadpool 2, yeah. is he, he just dreamt up the whole relationship. It was, like, straight up a Tyler Durden situation. Was where, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because they showed, and they even went so far as to show the scenes again. Mm-hmm. where she's just not there. Mm. Okay. And so that wasn't a big twist to me because I knew either she was being mean or she was a delusion. We're going to give away the ending now, but I think uh, the days leading up to the show that he was going to be on, yeah. uh, we saw him practicing. like Yeah, killing himself. Yeah, killing himself. And I think he wanted to make a... Uh, send a message to people or make a point about something. Well, that, that was kind of the thing. Like, he, like, remember what he finally says is like, I'm now seeing my life as a comedy. So that may have been the punchline yeah. to his, to the joke that was his life. Yeah. Was him just shooting himself on a comedy show. Yeah. And like, uh, it's, that's a weird, it does get deep into like the beliefs of people like that. It's almost kind of too close for comfort. The study of uh, people who, you know, don't, you know, maybe suicidal people. Yeah, well, it's, it's easy don't to... have, like, a very strong... They don't like their lives, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's, well, it's easy to make them, like, people who do violence or kill themselves, to just make them either a victim or just a monster. Yeah. But that's what makes, like, people uncomfortable with these sorts of things, I think, is that making them a human makes them way too relatable. Like, this could be anyone who does this. Yeah, and then it, it's saying like, "Oh, he's human. We're humanizing him." But I'm, but I'm, also, a, I'm a human. I'm a human, but I don't act that way. But what if someone else who's kind of on the verge sees the movie, and then they're like, it pushes them over the edge. Yeah, when they like, see this. 
And uh, that's the weird thing is you can't live your life by what I think the lawyer, lawyers call it uh, eggshell skulls, mm-hmm. where if somebody says someone needs to do something about the, the the homeless population, and that's not a that's not an active call to violence. So if some crazy person says yes, someone must, and then starts killing bums, that's what we call an eggshell skull person. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't like be held accountable for someone going nuts and doing something stupid mm-hmm. based on something you didn't actually say. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if the world is ready to uh, understand the psyche of this type of person. Yet. Well, yeah, well, this is a very specific type of person in our society oh, yeah. that they're showing. And I think a majority of people, maybe the critics, aren't really comfortable with... Well, yeah, they are a very woke and very specific crowd of people, especially like um, people in I, like uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You, you'll see they all they, there's a very specific like uh, like with the sticks and stones Dave Chappelle's comedy special mm-hmm. they did not like that but everyone else loved it yeah and and you'll see like if a movie is about yeah I think we talked about this before is about has the right like protagonist talks about the right things immediately gets mm-hmm. a much better score but do you know what this got in Rotten Tomatoes what did the critics think uh, of this, this one it? I think it was it was good enough that it was it's more it's it's fresh it's like 68 by the critics but it's like 80 something by the by the audience. Hmm. So Joker, yeah, it's 69 by the, by the critics, by the top critics, and uh, 89 by the uh, audience. Because I think it was good enough, because you can tell it was a well-crafted film. Like, just, just from a technical perspective, like, how he was shot, like, the music they used, and a, a lot of these choices, they made, it, it was a very good, a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, you know, the, it just had... They had to be able to... Hang on. Rewind. I think the critics had to say it's at least a 69. It's not certified fresh, but it's uh, it's good enough that uh, they couldn't say it's just bad. Yeah. Let's see. While, while I'm on IMDb, it looks like Maleficent is not... Actually, it's, it's got a 41% from the critics and 95 by the audience. Like that is a huge swing. I I always like that when I see a huge like a uh, swing between a uh, audience and the and the critics. It's almost as weird as when they're almost like neck and neck. Yeah. Let me see what what else is there. The current war lighthouse. Oh, lighthouse has got a ninety one, but I'm betting oh an eighty two by the crit by the audience. What the hell is up with that? If you've seen the lighthouse trailer, that looks like a super art house film. Mm-hmm. It's got the guy who was um. The sparkly vampire and Willem Dafoe. Ah, Willem Dafoe. He is a great, crazy dude. So that's a uh, sparkly uh, vampire guy. Who's that again? He was Edward? Edward Cullen, yeah. Edward Cullen in Twilight? He's Twilight. And then Green Goblin, right? And Green Goblin, yeah. Okay. Isn't he going to be Batman? I heard he's going to be Batman. Oh, not the Green Goblin guy, but um, I think... Um, Edward. But Edward Cullen, yeah. He's going to... Hey, listen. Uh, people thought like... Uh, um, who was it? The, the the last Batman? Um, I'm totally spacing his name. Kevin Smith's boy. Ah, uh, what's his name? God, what? This happens to me every time I need to think of a name. <laughs> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, people thought he was going to be a horrible choice, but, but he was the best part of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he did good. My friend, I, was, uh, I, I got a friend who said Gal Gadot was, but she wasn't enough to be the best part of it. She was the most attractive part. <laughs> And her scenes, her part. action scenes were great, and I loved the first half of Wonder Woman. But uh, I liked Wonder Woman; that was a good. 
I thought it was a good film. It, yeah, overall it was a good film, mm-hmm. but if the first half was with the second half was as good as the first half, it would be a great film. Mm-hmm. Um but no, yeah, I think uh, you got to give him a chance cuz you know, you never know what kind of choices an actor's going to make. Like uh, I I heard that they were trying to make um Nicolas Cage Superman for a minute. Yeah. That I did not understand. Man, DC's all DC's all fucked up. Well, this up, was right? like in the 90s, I think. There's this is I know, I know, I know. But DC has been but nowadays, too, DC's. But there is images of um, Nicolas Cage as Superman. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking he's about. He's got, like, long hair, and he's got, like, a glowing chest and everything. It looks pretty sick. Uh, yeah, it looks like the costume was great, but who knows? <laughs> but you've seen some Nicolas Cage movies. They range from awesome to insane. Yeah, what would have this Nicolas Cage movie, like, have been? I don't know. Like, Bad Lieutenant was phenomenal. Like, uh, Next was... Apparently they were going to use. A, I read that somewhere they were going to use a giant like mechanical spider at the end. Like oh yeah, Lex Luthor was going to build a giant mechanical spider to fight Superman. Yeah, at the end. But then they ended up scrapping that whole thing and not making the movie. But they used the yeah, mechanical the idea, spider in, in, Wild, in Wild, Wild, Wild West. West. <laughs> it was the same director. Yeah, the, I think Kevin Smith told that story. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, how in love with this idea are you? Can we just <laughs> listen? Just drop it. Let it go, man. It was a giant mechanical spider. A fucking giant mechanical... I was like, I, I need to do this. It's like, some people... Like, listen, it's like when um when James Cameron gets a bug up his ass and he has to make, <laughs> like, the sm- a- alien Smurfs the movie. Yeah. Except he delivers. When he has a passion project, yeah. he's going to make you some money. Yeah. Like, even Battle Angel Aelita wasn't, didn't do so well here. It made its money overseas, like, really mm-hmm. well. Like, uh, every Asian person I know was like, we have to support this movie. <laughs> it was a good movie, though. It, I enjoyed it, I yeah. enjoyed it. Like the, I mean, it, it was it was oddly um, true to the source material. Uh-huh. I mean, it, yeah, obviously it wasn't like a dead 100% on, but still, it was better than a lot of adaptations I've seen. Yeah, Bellita <clears throat> it's good. And who doesn't love the idea of a chick who will just immediately love you if you buy her chocolate? Yeah, and that was, uh, I believe that is James Cameron kind of like testing out technology right there. Every movie he does... He wants to push tech, push technology he, forward. He, yeah, that's his big thing. He's like, you know, I gotta I gotta use the latest in motion capture. Yeah, he was he's trying to capture, and her face, even though you know, there's that weird uncanny valley thing about it. There's a bit of it, but it's, I was able to let that go because I just went into anime mode. She still they were able to capture the micro expressions that the human face could do. Wait, well, yeah, I think because they use character, they use like the the thing where they just use the same actress and put those dots on her face. Yeah, and they just had like probably better, I don't know. Just better technology now to like actually show it. And yeah. Better 3D rendering and because we know we can do it with an ape now. With um, who's that? The guy who plays um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yeah. We we know we can get an ape to emote and Smeagol <laughs> or Golem. Yeah. yeah. So we just need to cross that bridge into people. Yeah. And so this this new Avatar too coming out, man. That's gonna be crazy, huh? Oh yeah, I've uh, I've I'm hearing a little bit about it, but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I have no idea. It, it's. I hope it's not a dumb action movie. The other one was kind of like, kind of shallow, quite honestly, but yeah. it was still a, a fun. It, it looked beautiful. Yeah. And it was. It was. It was good enough to be like a, a big hit. You know, it, it had that mass market appeal. Here is one thing. Now I'm going to say one thing that kind of bothers me about CG. Say your one thing. I usually like. I, I like CG. I want to be a CG artist. Maybe one day. I want to do a CG scene one day. Oh yeah. I respect the art of CGI, computer-generated uh, images, images, graphics. But in Avatar, one thing, I, 
it's just the one thing that took me out of it. Like you can say all the things like, well, it was blue aliens that yeah. didn't take you out of it. It's uh, if you watch Avatar, it's they have human anatomies almost. Yeah. Because they had to get the idea of, of the anatomy from the human body. So right. they, th- these guys are elongated humans. Pretty much. Basically. They're like, what, 10 feet tall, maybe? Yeah, they're stretchy people. Yeah, and they've got long limbs, and they've got, like, you know, slender, kind of muscular bodies. Yep. And so as they're walking around, you know, you can see the skin moving a little bit when they move their hands. Like, our skin moves when we move our, yeah. you know, our muscles. You can see the hands. stuff under it doing stuff. Yeah, and they had a little bit of that. Uh, their blue was too bright. I feel like an, a living organism wouldn't have such bright blue skin. So that, that so it's not the <laughs> fact that he could plug in and pilot a a, a, a so, biological and a person. But here's the thing. Okay. Here's the, it was uh, the, the, aside from the skin. When muscles contract, like yeah. when your bicep muscle moves, it, it it gets bigger. Even if you're just holding something, right? When yeah. You pick something up off the ground. Your bicep it bulges. Up. Bulge it. It'll bulge. And then, when it's, and then when it's outstretched, your bicep looks you know elongated. Yeah. And then when you, you know, curl. So when they were moving around and they were picking stuff up, you know, yeah. and holding it at their chest, like he's holding his spear or something, the bicep didn't contract enough, didn't, uh, motherfuckers, is, didn't bulge up like it's supposed to. So, okay. So you know, listen, it stayed like, it stayed like the way it would look like if it were down. Did you, you know? notice this like the first time or did from an artist perspective or did it take it's a few views? It's something that, uh, a lot of video games and a lot of CG has not figured out how to do yet yeah i'm seeing that too yeah because it's almost like a action figure it's like a man it's like a puppet yeah right and a puppet just like it's like an action figure when you move an action figure's arms they're around just joints it's not like joints yeah. I, I noticed that like um I, well that's why i was i was thinking about the last of us the, the two the next uh, installment mm-hmm. um they had like that kiss in their first trailer and that for the first time looked like two people kissing <laughs> and not like just two sets of polygons mashing together yeah and that that, like, that impressed me Cause, okay, um, I got to check that out. Yeah, the first trailer for yeah, The Last of Us Two, and they're at a, they're at like some function, uh, and her and the other chick they kiss, and it's super hot. And um, I don't know, is she underage still in that game? Long story short, <laughs> it looks it looks great, and that's the first because yeah. they actually engaged the lips and didn't just have. Yeah, so that's that's why I looked for that in Avatar. It's right. like okay, so this is the next leap, all right? Let's see if they leap, you know, bicep muscle movement. And they didn't. They did not. It took me out of it. Like, they couldn't fucking do the bicep thing. It was motherfucker. I spent extra money for the 3D <laughs> ticket experience. Well, it was real D, immersive 3D, probably. Yeah. And I didn't see a bulging bicep. I hope they fix it in this next In this avatar. next one, they'll, they'll full bicep. That's going to be in, in the tagline. It's like <laughs> Avatar 2, now with bulging biceps. Every muscle is actually created and moves. And what's, what's, what's the opposite of contract? Expands. Expands and contracts. Yeah, you are tired, man. All right, listen, we have been going for 35 minutes. Oh, my God. So, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say we're going to call the show. So, uh, I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And we want to thank you for tuning in to the Transmit Podcast, a super awesome showdown. I'll see you next time.